You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. Tonight, uh, I hope he's watching. He said he was going to watch, uh, but uh, no, he's watching online, but uh, his back went out this afternoon, and so anyway, be in prayer for him as he is recovering there. And then Brother Billy's surgery got moved from April 1st uh, to the 19th, and so anyway, just pray that the Lord will uh, bring everything together there. All right, you know, tonight I just want to give a couple, little bit of opportunity to, to uh, uh, give some testimonies. The Lord has been good to us. We have been blessed. And uh, Brother David, can I get you or Brother Jordan, somebody come grab a couple mics. I don't know uh, if you have something you'd like to share. Uh, Mrs. Brown uh, was, was uh, uh, sharing a prayer request that uh, she had been praying about. Uh, and here she was praying for a medical bill that we had, she had had. And, and she was praying for that uh, certain amount to come in. And it was a four-digit number. And anyway, um, the Lord just provided, and it came in and just uh, answered a prayer there. And so that, that was a blessing. And uh, here when, you know, especially in a time when we are uh, in a building fund and, and giving and emphasis on stewardship and, and still giving and providing for things that the Lord, He still doesn't leave us out. He still knows our, our needs. And it was just a blessing to see how God provided uh, that for us. All right, anybody else have a testimony, something you want to share? Something good the Lord has done? All right, right back here, Brother Charlie. Yeah, the Lord is just uh, still teaching me, you know. Um, Yeah, when I have uh, problems, and I got problems, but uh, yeah, He's there to uh, guide me. Amen. And it, it is such a blessing, you know, that uh, he knows it all. Amen. Yep, praise the Lord. All right, anybody else? Brother Andy? I just wanted to thank everybody for the prayers for myself and, uh, you know, the cancer thing that I'm dealing with. And uh, it just, uh, you know, praise the Lord for his mercy and, and grace, it, you know, for going through all of this. And that it's uh, not been as bad as it could have been for all of the, the uh, other things that could have happened with it. And I just... Uh, I want to thank everybody and, and praise the Lord for a church family. Amen. Praise the Lord. And we were up on uh, yesterday, uh, you know, a lot of work going on. And just uh, look out, and Brother Andy's out there working on a shuttle. And, you know, a lot of reasons not to do something. And, you know, just uh, hasn't, hasn't stopped. So what a blessing. Praise the Lord. All right, Ms. Brown. Yeah, I just wanted to praise the Lord for all of the men that have been coming up and helping and volunteering. And um, we've just had a man up here that only comes on Sunday mornings, and he came up Friday and was painting and just wanted to be a blessing. So that's just sweet seeing seeing that. And then in the last four weeks, every Sunday, we've had somebody here visiting from getting a flyer on their door. And so that's just been really sweet seeing how God has just started bringing people in. Um, And then... I got to have an extra special blessing. Emmett came in for the week and for spring break. And so Tuesday morning, I got to pick him up, and we had two and a half hours of just playing games together. And, you know, a few years ago, that would have never been on our agenda. And so I was just praising the Lord that I got to have some some time with him. Amen. Good. All right. Ms. Kristen? Um, This past week has been kind of hard for my daughter, but um, 
I thank God for even the naughty boys and girls. I'm a teacher, and one of the girls is very naughty, and I just thank you for her anyway. And I also thank you for this little girl right here, because this morning she's just made me smile. She's up there uh, when we're singing. She, your little daughter, she's up there moving around, just so thankful for the children. And I'm also thankful for the rain, which is raining right now, and, and you know we're only at like 40%, so we need it. I'm not thankful for the rain right now. <laughs> I want to get that it, roof on before we have any more rain. If it would <laughs> rain only a certain time. And um, for the winter and the spring's coming and Easter and that Jesus is worthy. He's worthy of our, of, of, his love for, of our love for him. He's worthy. Yeah. He's worthy. Amen. All right. Miss Rebecca? Yeah, you don't need the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just was, as, as Brother Charlie was um, giving his blessing, I was just thinking about, you know, we work together, and Friday evening I was leaving, and he's out, it was late, I think it was like 5.30 or something, and he was out doing some stuff, and he has his phone just blasting, um, preaching or Christian music all the time at work. I mean, he's known at work for, you know, just having his music going, and I was just so thankful for somebody that has that testimony. You had mentioned something this morning about, you know, people being scared, and Brother Charlie's not scared. He definitely um, has a good testimony there, and um, this morning with choir, it was just such a blessing. I was thinking about uh, last year at this time, and, um, you know, God just brought me to my knees realizing how important church is and being in God's house and being around um, God's family and our, our church family. And I don't ever want to take it for granted again that we are able to come Amen. and assemble and have choir and see each other. And I'm just so thankful that we're back here and that we get to come to church. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Anybody else? Brother Nate? Well, Pastor, I kind of shared with you this week during work, but uh, uh, I just was thinking recently about you know, flashback to November and all the things that we were going through, you know, um, I'd never been one to watch the news, but obviously with the election, that's something that's worth following, and just, it was discouraging to me just to see, you know, whatever your viewpoint is, but how things went with that, and, you know, just the fear and the unknown of what was going to happen, and um, obviously our country is, is headed down a path we wouldn't necessarily agree with, but um, we're still here, and we're still able to assemble, and I'm just thankful to be a part of a church that's moving forward. And, you know, we don't know how long we'll have our, our liberties and our rights. And, you know, Lord willing, we'd be able to stand even if those liberties were taken away. But at least for this, this time, we are able to freely worship and assemble and uh, share our faith. And so I'm just was encouraged just because of, you know, all the things we thought may happen. And, you know, we wouldn't we didn't think we'd even be here, you know, um, just with you know, the unknown just a few months ago, um, but here we are, you know, a couple months into 2021, and we're still here, still Amen. serving the Lord, so. Amen. Amen. Good. All right. Somebody else? Ms. Cole, and then we've got them back over on this side, Miss Ingrid. All right. Brother Matthew? Uh, I just want to say that I'm, I'm thankful for um, people willing to jump into the choir and uh, the music, it's, it's been a huge blessing for uh, the groups and the families willing to sacrifice many hours and uh, time and effort and uh, putting it into the music and um, just having true worship to God. And uh, it shows, and I just want to be very thankful for them and for our choir. Very happy that we're able to have that back up. And thank you for the people Amen. that are willing to be part of it and uh, take the time to, to work with that. And so thank you. I'm very thankful for that. Amen. Ms. Cole? 
I'm just so thankful to be part of the kids club and Steph, he does an amazing job with the kids. It just thrills my heart to see how they're memorizing scripture and Amber is a delight and our kids are amazing. Just thrills my heart to see how much Bible knowledge they know. And I was thrilled uh, Wednesday night, Zelma got saved in our class in uh, December of 2019 and she came to the kids club for the first time and she just radiated. I mean, it just thrilled your heart. Amen, good. Good, good. All right, Ms. Ingrid? Um, just kind of bouncing off what Brother Nathan said, just I was looking today at my Facebook, and I was watching the video that Brother Treber had posted about their, their church and how Easter's coming up, and he's, like, just wanting to get the people inside, and it's been cold and hailing and raining, <laughs> and they're still meeting outside, and I just can't believe that they have gone this long, and the people that been faithful for that long in mm -hmm. that type of environment. I don't know if I would be as faithful as some people, as some people are there just congregating every Sunday in their vehicles or in the cold with their mask in a very uncomfortable state. And we have been so blessed with God's protection over our church where we yeah. get to freely come in. And man, how many days do I take that for granted? You know, I remember back when we closed and we had to go live stream only. And it was just so sad, you know, kind of being in here without mm -hmm. anybody in here. It was really, really such a sad state. And I thank the Lord every Sunday that we're able to just freely come in. And we have God's protection. And with that, the school as well, that was one thing we were nervous about, you know, with our kids. I mean, I can homeschool, but, man, it's not enjoyable at all. <laughs> and so... Um, Having God's protection with our school and it being a hybrid school benefited us tremendously because, hi, hey, that's that the direction that they're going with the whole, you know, watching um, your videos online and then also having the teachers there present. So it was just amazing how God works things out and his protection has just been awesome to see. Amen. Amen. All right. Anybody else? Okay. Yes, sir. Just a quick one, uh, a blessing yesterday, uh, as we announced last week, our family's going to be going into evangelism, and with that, we had our first meeting scheduled, uh, so it's definitely exciting. It's going to be in the Midwest at a uh, football camp, and so with teen boys, and so being able to spend a week with them, and so it would be exciting to see the Lord work there. Good, good, good. All right. Well, there's a lot to praise the Lord about. And, you know, as we think about this, this week uh, is a year that the whole COVID event has uh, gone on. And, you know, you remember when all of a sudden we went to online only and uh, preaching to an empty auditorium and not having uh, people here, it was, it was definitely different. And for the church family uh, trying to, to log in and all, you remember all of the media issues uh, and it would freeze or it would drop. And, you know, all those things have, uh, you know, it has gone away. That's not a, uh, really a problem anymore. That's all been dialed in. Uh, but it's, it's definitely a blessing that God's people are able to assemble and being in God's house and uh, just trying to, to move forward serving the Lord. And so thankful uh, for each of you. All right, let's go ahead and jump in the Bible tonight. And so here we're going to be in John chapter number 16. And I didn't have anything to say, so we're going to just go back to the same message uh, for tonight. 
Uh, no. Uh, look with me at verse number 32, John 16, 32. Behold, the hour cometh, yea, is now come, that ye shall be scattered, every man to his own, and shall leave me alone, and yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. Uh, here we find a very powerful teaching of the Lord, uh, and it's a very revealing teaching of how he is going to deal with something that is shortly going to come to pass. Here he is giving a prophecy of things to come. He is telling the disciples of what they are going to do. He's telling them, you're going to be scattered. But he goes into a little bit more detail and he says that, uh, uh, he said that uh, ye shall leave me alone. And shall leave me alone. Stop and think about that. Here the Lord is very conscious about what's going to happen. He is surrounded by a group of men that love Him, that have followed Him, that have been loyal to Him, that are uh, worshiping Him. And now He tells them that the hour has come and they are going to leave Him alone. Then you stop and think about that word, alone. What did, the, what did the Lord feel when he was saying, you shall leave me alone? But he goes on. He doesn't stop there. He says, and yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. You know, we think about that word alone, and maybe if you're a mom with some small children, you may in just a, a moment of busyness of life say, I wish they would just leave me alone. Just leave me alone. And I would like some alone time. Uh, that, that little phrase, me time. What are, what are they wanting? They're wanting some alone time. But being alone is a lonely thing. And it's one thing when it is desired. It's one thing about being alone when it's something that you are seeking and you just want to have some time alone. But it's different when you are left. You are forsaken. You are left alone. And tonight I want to speak to you on the subject, alone, yet not alone. Alone, yet not alone. Father, I pray that you'd help us tonight. Just give us instruction and guidance. Help us as we look at this area. Uh, we all are going to face times where we're going to be by ourselves and we're going to be alone. Uh, maybe there will be a season where we have been forsaken, the season of, uh, of loneliness. But I pray that you would help us to be able to learn how you dealt with that uh, so we then can deal with it as well. So bless now, please, for Christ's sake. Amen. So here, we look at that word, alone. Uh, and, and tonight, as we look at this area, uh, it's a little bit, when you look at being alone, it's more of a dark 
uh, a dark side of life. It's not one of the, I'm not talking about sin. I'm not talking about satanic. I'm just talking about it's a little bit darker or heavier than what normal conversation is. Uh, usually we don't talk about uh, being alone. We don't talk about the weight of being alone. We don't talk about the weight of feeling forsaken. And, and here that's what the Lord is going through. And, and here he, uh, he is dealing with this. And it's something that we need to learn how to deal with so we can, uh, we can uh, know what to do when those times come. So alone, yet not alone. So the Lord here, he would be left alone uh, in just a few hours. Uh, he would be left alone with his enemies. Now, he's in the Garden of Gethsemane with the disciples, uh, is where he is going to be. That's where he's headed. And when he gets there, he will find himself, the disciples, when Judas comes with a band of men, uh, they are going to come. They will have lanterns. They will have lamps. They will uh, have weapons. And now we will find that the Lord is going to be left, and he is going to be left alone. Uh, so he would be left alone with his enemies. He was going to be left alone with his persecutors. He would be left alone with his prosecutors, if you would. He would be left alone uh, with those that would later sentence him to crucifixion. And we stop and think about that. He who is life is going to face death. He who is the giver of life is going to submit to the last enemy that last enemy, as 1 Corinthians 15 tells us, is death. And so, several things tonight as we look about being alone. So, the word alone means solitary. Uh, it means lacking companions or companionship. Lacking companions or companionship. So, the Lord was telling His companions that you are going to leave me without any companionship. You are going to leave me without anybody left behind. And so uh, that word alone, lacking companions or companionship. So there is selective solitude. If we go to the book of Mark chapter 14, we find how uh, the Lord just fed the 5,000. And in the feeding of the 5,000, after that, uh, he tells the disciples, get on the boat. And he goes out into the wilderness and he prays. Uh, he goes and finds a solitary place. And there is necessity for all of us to seek some downtime. Uh, but it's one thing when we are seeking downtime for rejuvenation, uh, to be uh, uh, refreshed and have that ability to uh, just get some time with the Lord and get refreshed in our own spirit so we can continue in the journey that God has called us to. Uh, and the Lord is now, uh, as he finishes that time, uh, what's he do? He goes back out, he walks on water, he gets to his disciples, uh, and then as soon as they get to the other side on the shore of Gennesaret, uh, then he goes again to start ministering to people. And so uh, there was that time that was needed uh, for some uh, selective, solitary uh, solitude, if you would, just to get away, to be able to refresh. Uh, Mrs. Brown and I, we try to get away for a week uh, every year uh, just for uh, a planning retreat. And it's just sort of stepping back a little bit uh, to be able to get away from some of the busyness around here uh, so we can uh, stop and just focus on uh, the, the direction 
direction for the ministry in the church and uh, just grow ourselves personally and uh, to be able to be refreshed. And, and that is a selective solitude, if you would. Uh, and there is nothing wrong with that. Uh, sometimes, though, there is sanctioned solitude. Sanctioned solitude. Those that have had COVID, they found out about that sanctioned solitude. It was now I am forced to stay home or I am forced to uh, be in a place that is a, uh, a place that I cannot uh, uh, go and potentially infect somebody else. I was just texting with one of our men that, were, that, that is deployed uh, and uh, as he's been deployed, uh, he had to, uh, he had to uh, uh, go into a, uh, uh, what's the term there, uh, not, conf- not confinement, uh, Quarantine, there we go, uh, quarantine. He's got 10 more days of quarantine before he could ever do any more of, uh, even uh, begin to do the mission. Uh, but, but with that, uh, it is a sanctioned quarantine. You know what, if I'm going to take 10, 14 days, uh, and I think I could handle that if I wanted to. I think if I was wanting to just take some time aside uh, and plan what I wanted to do, uh, 14 days sounds great. But when somebody is telling me, you can't do this and you have to stay here, all of a sudden, 14 days of quarantine is an eternity. I mean, that's a, that's a long time of not being able to get out. Uh, it is a sanctioned, uh, uh, sanctioned uh, solitude there. Uh, and so uh, here, when we look at the Lord, though, this solitude is not one that he is, he is choosing himself. He is, it's not a selective solitude. Uh, this was not a sanctioned solitude. This was a solitude where his friends... His, uh, his uh, uh, followers, his fellow believers, they were going to abandon him. And he was going to be left alone. Alone in a very tumultuous time. Alone in a fearful time. And we stop and we think about the Savior and what he went through, he was tempted in all points like as we are, yet without sin. You know, the Savior, he experienced all the emotions that you and I experience. We we make it out as, well, he just knew that he was going to die and he was going to raise again and, you know, no big deal, he was God. No, he was God in the flesh. And he put himself, and he draped upon himself a robe of flesh. Not sinful flesh, but he, he, he uh, put on that, that flesh for you and for me. So in verse 32, he says, Behold, the hour cometh, yea, is now come, that ye shall be scattered, every man to his own, and shall leave me alone, and yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. So the word alone there uh, is uh, monos, and, and with this, uh, it's lacking companions or companionship. And so as he is going through this, uh, he finds himself uh, in an event where Judas comes 
And now uh, all of uh, this mob comes to, uh, to take the Savior. And, and what happens? Uh, all, of, all of the disciples, they end up scattering. And the disciples scattered just like the Lord said he was going to. Peter and another disciple are going to follow along uh, later uh, from a distance. They're going to follow afar off. Uh, yet we find that uh, the, the uh, Lord was left alone. He said, ye shall be scattered, every man to his own. Every man to his own. To his own what? To his own place of belonging, to his own people, to his own family, friends, companions, to his own retreat, to his own place of safety. They were all going to be scattered, each man to his own. But they left the Lord alone. They went to their own and left the Lord. He says, they shall leave me alone. The, the term leave me is to let go. It is to give up. It is to leave, to depart from, to leave standing. Let's just stop and think about that for a second. Have you ever been around some people and you're standing there and they just walked off? What are you supposed to do? <laughs> All of a sudden, you're left alone. That's what happened to the Lord. He was here in a group, but now he was left alone. The word goes on, the meanings to let go, to allow, to leave or abandon. And here when these disciples, when they left the Lord, when they left Him alone, the term was to leave or to abandon. They left Him in a terrible place all by Himself. What a terrible thing that the Lord would be left alone. What a terrible thing that the disciples would depart in a time of hostility, in a time of need. But if we were there, we probably would have responded the exact same way. And what I want to see tonight is not how the Lord was left alone. It was how the Lord dealt with being left alone. His mentality about leaving, being left alone was not a mentality of animosity towards the disciples. There is, there is nothing that is stated that is condemning towards the, the disciples or the apostles. Here, they left him alone, and we look at that and think, man, what a bunch of reprobates leaving the Savior. Why would they leave him? If somebody leaves me, I feel, I feel forsaken. I feel abandoned. And that is what that word means, that the, the term there, uh, that's what it means. And, and we get our feelings hurt, uh, but here with the Savior, uh, he doesn't deal with what they were doing. He doesn't look at the, the uh, uh, what was the motives 
of why they left. There wasn't any condemnation to them for leaving. But what he pointed out was, this is what's going to happen. This is the reality, and this is how I'm going to deal with it. The reality was, you're going to leave me alone, but I'm really not alone. I'm not really alone. Why? Because of the Father. The Father was with the Lord Jesus Christ. And the relationship was so real that it wasn't as if uh, he was all by himself. He knew that the, the Father was there. You know, I think there is some things that we have got to learn about our own personal life when we talk about uh, be abiding in Christ, when we talk about having a friendship with the Lord. It cannot just be an academic knowledge about the Lord's existence. It has to be an understanding and acceptance acceptance of his presence in our daily life. And here, the Lord, uh, how he was going to deal with these people that he loved who were going to leave him alone in this precarious time, uh, he dealt with that by looking at the situation and saying, you're going to leave me alone, but I am not alone. The Father is going to be with me. Uh, the Father will not forsake me. Uh, he said, yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. And let me tell you something, the Lord is with us. The Lord's with us. No matter what the circumstances are, uh, the Lord is with us. No matter what, uh, what happens in Washington, D.C., the Lord is with us. No matter what takes place in Sacramento, uh, the Lord is with us. No matter what happens in America uh, with persecution or how the, uh, the tables are going to turn, we know it's going to wax worse and worse. And how bad it's going to get, we do not know. But one thing that we do know, no matter who else leaves, us, the Lord will not leave us. The Lord is not going to leave us. He is going to be present. And that's how the, the Lord was able to get through uh, this uh, being uh, uh, forsaken by the people that he loved was that he understood the Lord was going to be there with him. The disciples would depart from him. The disciples were going to leave him standing. They were going to let him let go of him. They were going to allow the, the mob to come. They were going to leave or abandon the Savior. But he knew that this was going to happen, and he still chose them to be his friend. Isn't it amazing? The Lord knew what they were going to do, yet he still chose them. He still called them. He still commissioned them. He still cared for them. In all of the failures... The Lord didn't allow that to stop him from loving them. You know what? No matter what happens with those around us, it shouldn't stop us from still loving people, caring about people. When somebody leaves you alone, somebody abandons you, it may be a spouse, but the Lord will not leave you alone. It may be a friend, but the Lord will not leave you alone. It may be uh, a, a, a fellow believer. I, I don't know what the situation is, but what I do know is the Lord will not leave us 
alone. He is going to be there uh, with us. Uh, John 16, 32, he said, uh, shall leave me alone, yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. And Jesus was left uh, alone by man, but Jesus was not to be left alone from God. The Father was going to still be there. The companionship uh, was still going to exist. Uh, He was not lacking companionship. Now stop and think about that. Is the Lord a companion? Do we need somebody that we can see to have a friendship? You know, we talk about growing in our faith. The Lord has to be more than just our Savior. The Lord has to become our friend. And for that to happen, there has to be communication. There has to be awareness of His presence. He's not just somebody that we sing about. He should be somebody that is a companion, a friend, somebody that we talk to. Throughout the day, do we have conversations with him? Well, pastor, I have my prayer. I understand that, and that's, that's good, but it should go beyond that. It's sort of like the, uh, the texting, you know, uh, it's amazing how many texts go back and forth between friends. And they just keep on going. We have a family group chat and uh, text. And, you know, sometimes that thing just blows up. And it just keeps on going and going. It's like I have to stop and scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll just to find out what they're talking about. Because... Nobody else is doing anything but playing on their phone. No, just kidding. Uh, But uh, no, I have to go back through and try to figure out what they're even talking about. And there's just so many of them. And sometimes with the communication, one person says something, then all of a sudden somebody else jumps in and it's just sort of bantering back and forth. You know what? Uh, Do we have any conversation that just sort of goes on throughout the day with the Lord? You see, here the Lord was not left without a companion. And a companion does not have to be somebody that we see with our eyes. And so here, when we think about that, uh, the companionship, uh, he was left alone, uh, lacking companionship. He was left alone by human companionship, but he was not left alone uh, by his heavenly Father. And Jesus uh, had companionship with his heavenly Father, and that relationship was going to survive any uh, event of humanity, any event uh, that took place down here on this earth, any problem, any trial, any any pressure that that, uh, uh, he was going to face would not remove him from the presence of the the Father. So the Lord Jesus had the Father. He had been abandoned by all, but he was not alone. Why? Because of the Father. He was not without love. He was not without care. He was not without companionship. He was not without friend. He was not without family. Why? Because the Father was there. You know what? Every relationship that we need, God is. He is. You start, start thinking about it. Well, uh, I just I wish I had family. You do. Not only do you have church family, uh, but you also have a heavenly father. 
and He loves you unconditionally. That's pretty amazing. We are an heir of the Father, joint heir with the Son. Jesus, the only begotten of the Father. And you and I are a child of God. There, there is family relationship that is there. Uh, and here, uh, we are not without friend. We are not without family. You know, there is coming a day uh, uh, when, when we are going to see Him, and it is not going to be by faith. But until that time, we should have a relationship with Him that is close, a companionship. A friendship that's there. Now, we know that the Father was there for the Son. And as I was studying this out, I had typed in my notes that uh, the Father would never leave the Son, but that was not true. We stop and think about Matthew chapter 27. And in Matthew 27, I want you to go there, we'll read some verses together, but Matthew 27, we find that uh, the, the Son will also be forsaken by the Father. He will be utterly left alone. And He chose willingly to do that for you and for me. Matthew 27, look at verse 45, the Lord is on the cross the Bible says, now from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And some of them that stood there when they heard that said, this man calleth for Elias. And straightway one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with vinegar and put it on a reed and gave him to drink. The rest said, let it let be, let us see whether Elias will come and save him. And Jesus, when he cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. You know what we find here? Jesus willingly chose to be alone from God and from man for you and for me. We're talking about an aloneness that we can't even imagine. A void, an emptiness that had been filled for eternity past for time up until this hour, there had always been fellowship with the Father. But at this moment, when Jesus took and he drank that bitter cup, when he became sin for you and for me, God turned his back on his son and the world turned dark. God's wrath was poured out on His Son. He was alone. But He did it so we could have salvation. What, a, what an amazing thing that God has done for us. What an amazing thing that the Lord would, would do for us. For the sake of the salvation of lost souls, 
uh, for the lost souls of men and reconciling fallen man to the Father, Jesus was willing to be alone. You know, you and I will never have that kind of depth of aloneness or loneliness. We will never be alone like the Lord was alone. Matter of fact, we are promised that we will not be alone. I mean, he tells us in Matthew 28, uh, in verse number 20, he said, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. You know, we are not going to be alone. The Lord is going to be there. Hebrews 13, 5, Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as you have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. You see, the Lord dealt with being alone by having a relationship with the Father. And you and I can deal with the relationships, maybe being forsaken by people that we uh, thought loved us and that we loved. There may be uh, a, a separation because of sin. There may be a separation because somebody chose to uh, go a different direction. It could be a separation because life comes to an end and we are by ourselves. I don't know what the situation is going to bring. But what I do know is that though we may be alone uh, down here, we do not have to be alone this way. And the companionship uh, should be there. And you and I need to learn to cultivate that relationship so we will not be alone. We may be alone, yet not alone. Think about uh, Grandma and Grandpa Coates. Uh, dad Coates is mom and dad. And they, they lived with us uh, in their later years until they passed. Uh, we added a, a, a apartment onto our house, and so they had their own living room, and they had their own bedroom, and they had a handicapped bathroom, and uh, they lived with us, and they would uh, spend time with us in the main house, but uh, they would also retreat uh, because of some noisy kids. Uh, they would re retreat back to uh, uh, their side of the house there, and uh, you know, you would go into to their living room, and they'd, they'd be sitting there on their chair. Each of them have a chair there, and they'd be sitting there, and it would be quiet. Not talking. 64 years of marriage, is that right? 64 years of marriage. They've said everything that they need to say. <laughs> and here they would sit there, and though there was no communication audibly, there was a very real, felt companionship. And just because we can't see the Lord does not mean that that relationship is not there. We don't have to be talking all the time to have that relationship. And I think in our, in our lives, we have to learn how to develop a relationship with the one whom we cannot see. That is what's going to get us through those times of being alone. Alone, yet not alone. How am I going to deal with it? Having a relationship with the Lord. And when He is your friend, 
when he is your companion, then you can deal with that quiet. But without that friendship, that quiet is very loud. Without that companionship, that loneliness can be very overwhelming. And so here tonight, as we stop and think about that word alone, it's not just what we have lost. What we lose can drive us to the best relationship that we could have ever had before. Alone, yet not alone. Father, I pray that you would help us tonight in our own personal walk. I pray that you would help all of us to draw closer to you. Uh, may your presence in our lives be not just something we talk about, but Lord, may there be a companionship, a friendship uh, that is very evident in our daily life. And Lord, as we deal with different problems and uh, Lord, pressures and events that take place in life that are very hurtful, I pray that our companionship with you uh, would uh, overshadow any of the loneliness that we face down here on this earth. So I pray that you'd help our people tonight, help grow us, please. For Christ's sake, we pray, amen. Let's stand together as the instruments play. The Lord spoke to your heart tonight. You respond. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc, the number four, me.org. May God bless you.